Welcome, 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 guys. This is Breaking Down the Tape. I am Hector. I say what I say. Obviously, there is no Papa Smurf, but we have a great replacement here. We have El Toro Braden from No Bull Sports. Like always, he's one of our guys, one of our fans. And if you haven't heard from him, check his podcast out. What's up, Braden? Not much, man. I mean, it's 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 a little bit slow in the sports world. If you're not, if you only like football, but if you don't, there's a lot of fun things going on. So, yeah, um, like uh, like you said, I, it's really slow right now with football, especially after the schedules get released. Like that was like the big splash, you know, after the draft, yeah. the schedules being released, and then it's just like dead water again until until about August. Yeah, yeah. There's still some free agent signings. I, I I saw Seattle signed a defensive end from Tennessee, or he'll officially sign on. I think Monday is what they're saying. But uh, and then there was the trade last night between the Vikings and the Browns. But other than that, it's been pretty slow. Yeah, we're gonna shoot right into this. It's it's it's. First of all, happy Mother's Day to all you mothers, soon-to-be mothers, uh, anyone who's lost a mother, anyone who's going to be a mother, anything that's anyone who's a mother. Happy Mother's Day. Enjoy this weekend. It's a beautiful, beautiful, beautiful weekend um, uh, this weekend. And, and for all you women out there, we appreciate you guys. Absolutely. Yeah, happy now Mother's Day. Right into this. Uh, we're going to shoot straight into some NHL hockey right now. Obviously, I mean, my Rangers got knocked out in the most disappointing fashion. Me and Zach has already brought that up and, and shamed our Rangers like they should be shamed. Um, but, Braden, you, you, you got two teams still in this. Yeah, it, it's, been, it's been stressful. Vegas has kind of been going back and forth with the Oilers, and I guess same with Seattle. Now, before anyone jumps on me and says I'm a bandwagon fan, I, I guess I kind of am. But I'm from Vegas, so obviously I've rooted for Vegas, the Golden Knights. But before that, I was a Seattle fan for every other sport, for the Seahawks. I was a Supersonics fan. I'm a Mariners fan. So I was a little torn, so I also root for Seattle, so. We'll see. It, it it would be fun to have those two teams in the conference finals, but we'll see. Like you said, like you said, you, you don't want people jumping on your throat for bandwagoning, and obviously we've had this discussion as well. You, you've been Seattle through and through, and I even put you on the spotlight and made you pick a team, and you did pick Seattle for the most part. I did. You, you have been in Vegas for a long time, but you do, your heart still lies with Seattle. Oh, yeah, for sure. I mean, I know you guys gave me crap during the football season when I said the Raiders were growing on me, and now I'm I'm the – well, what did you guys call me? The Utah Raiders. Seahawks. The Utah Braden Raiders. <laughs> yeah. If, if you don't get the Utah reference, it's because I'm a BYU fan and we do not like Utah. That's our That's our big rival since the 1800s so that that's where they get the utah from but 
Oh man, it's yeah. great though. It's great. I, I and you know what? Um, and I've had this discussion with you as well. You know, with my Rangers being out, I'm rooting for Seattle, and I and I want one of them Kraken hats. I'll have to talk uh, with Lofa and see if we can get it happen through Simply Seattle. Like seriously, if you're if you're any type of Seattle sports fan, Simply Seattle is the place to get gear. They have all the top notch stuff, and not, you don't have to pay the crazy fanatic prices. It's it's a whole lot cheaper. So I, I know fanatics. At them. Yeah, fanatics used to be like the spot to get your stuff, and they became like the most like like. I don't want to say generic because it's not generic, but like they became that brand now that's like, all right, now you're paying outrageous prices for shit. Yeah, it was like, it's like 150 for a Seahawks jersey now. I'm like, really? Even like the Russ jerseys are still like $100. He doesn't even play for Seattle anymore. Why, why would you charge that? But it is what it is. Let, I mean, let's get into it. I mean, right I now, I, got, I, even got, I even got the game on. Right now in the, in the living room, uh, Dallas Stars, Seattle Kraken. We'll start right there. Um, they are down, if I believe, three two. Um, yes, it's a crucial game, but, but it's a dog Seattle. fight. It is. It is a dog fight. Out of all the series, this is probably the more evenly matched series because with the Vegas and uh, Edmonton games, they've been one sided every single game. I mean, last night was probably the first game where it was close. And it only got close because of a controversial major call. But we can talk about that later. But with this game, with Dallas and with Seattle, they just keep going back and forth. So hopefully Seattle can uh, pull it in. I mean, what a turnaround for, for a hockey team going from dead last to competing for the Stanley Cup. I mean, I, rightfully so for all these teams. They all kind of deserve it. Uh, you mentioned it earlier. It's another season with no Canadian team willing to go, to, you know, going for a Stanley Cup final. Um, and and it, seeing you um, being also a Vegas Knight fan a little bit and we seeing Vegas Knights, you know, when they got the expansion team and they went straight to a Stanley Cup final, to see – the next expansion team, the Seattle Kraken, only what three seasons in? What a, a series away? Season, uh, season number two, but yeah, a series away from the Stanley Cup. So I mean, I I I can understand sometimes when people want to um, complain. I can understand more of the argument when it happens to Vegas, how uh, the NHL allowed Vegas to get pretty much the best of the best players from all the teams to build their team, which helped them get to the Stanley Cup Finals. But they didn't give Seattle that chance. They made Seattle no. kind of work for it a lot, a lot more. They made Seattle go for more B and C type players, and yet two seasons in, they're still standing. Yeah. And, and a fun stat... This is like one of the, one of the only few times that the three major sport leagues up in Seattle. You had Tyreek Woodland who made the Pro Bowl as a rookie, Julio Rodriguez who made the All Star game as a rookie, and I want to say it was McCann for the Krakens who's a rookie. He also made the NHL All Star game his rookie season. It's the first time or like second time that a city has had three rookies all represent them. 
And all three of them were in line for, like, Rookie of the Year, obviously. Tyreek came in third place. Uh, Julio Rodriguez actually won it. Then I don't know what happened to McCann. I, I didn't really follow yeah, that much, see, but it's kind of cool. Seattle's been making – and uh, I have small ties to Seattle. My wife, Christy, you know, she has uncles and family out in Seattle. They are Seattle Mariners fans. They are Seattle Kraken fans. You know, um, her brother, Bill, is a Mariners fan. Uh, and actually, they're, they're planning a trip out to Seattle in a few months. Um, hope I, I wish I could have gone, but I got, you know, got my life and work and stuff too. But eventually, I'm going to make my way out there. Um, and we already discussed, and we'll get there when we get to the football stuff, how we'll see each other Super Bowl Sunday because we know what we're going to say. But um, we have ties to Seattle, and, and I'm, Seattle – I, I've I've always loved the Mariners. They they're a great team. They're a great organization. They have a lot of history. Um, and, and granted, they've started slow like the Yankees, but they're a great team. I I'm rooting for Seattle, man. I think Seattle Kraken. Since my Rangers are out, Seattle Kraken is my next team. I'm rooting for, and, and I'm pushing for them to have a Stanley Cup final. Yeah, it should be interesting. I will note. Yes, Vegas went to the Stanley Cup Finals their first season. I wholeheartedly, I'll stand on this platform until the day I die. I think the biggest reason they made that push is because of the shooting. I mean, they were really good. I'm not saying they were horrible, but they had extra incentive to play. And I think that's what really propelled them to go as far and play as well as they did in year one because it was more than just hockey. They were trying to lift up a city, so... But that uh, that's a debate that people like to have, and that's a debate that I'll stand firm on, that it's the shooting, as terrible as it was, it, it helped brought the city of Vegas together. It was kind of cool. And, and you know what? I stand behind you on that. You've, you have standed behind that from the get-go, from the minute it happened, from the minute, and, you know, rest in peace to those we lost in that shooting, um, um, it, it was sad for Vegas and everything, but you've stood by that, and and, and I believe that is is to be true. I mean, I can say the same thing about the Yankees in two thousand one for nine eleven. We made the World Series for uh, during two thousand one, right after nine eleven, and I can say the same thing. You know, right after a three P. You know, granted we did have a dynasty and everything, but that I felt like gave us the extra motivation to push through the, the payoffs and get to the World Series again. Absolutely. And you saw the Saints do it after Hurricane Katrina, the Red Sox. I know that's that's not a team you love, but after the Boston bombing marathon, they won the World Series. It, I, I, as sad as it, it is, I feel like these sports, because yes, yes, it is a recreational You're fighting thing. for your city. Yeah. And – I mean, and the kind of sad thing about Vegas now is there's only like two or three players left from that original. They, we called them the misfits. They were the misfits because a lot of these players were players that teams didn't really want anymore. They wanted to get rid of. I mean, granted, there were some players that were a lot of controversy getting, but it's sad that there's not a, any, very many left of the misfits. But they will always have a special place in Vegas. See, like, make, like Flurry still, Flurry to this day, like the love Flower gets from Vegas is crazy. So, 
and 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 rightfully so like you said uh, um there is a little bit of controversy with vegas um in how they got some of their players they got a a, a handful of a-list players a handful of b-list players um but at the same time you know, you're getting all these guys from every team in the NHL. They still have to build camaraderie. They still have to build a system. They still have to get a head coach that puts a system in place and takes them somewhere. And they did that within one offseason and one full season and got there. And, I mean, if you if – you have seen any of like the stories and whatnot from that first season. A lot of that is attributed to Derek Engel. He was a, he was a longtime hockey player. He, at that point in his career, he was kind of at the tail end. He was more of like the veteran present, didn't play much, but he had played for, cause Vegas is Vegas has always had hockey. Everyone was so surprised when they got the NHL, but we had the Wranglers, we had the Thunder in the nineties, the Wranglers in the early two thousands. And those games were always sold out. So it's not – hockey has been huge in Vegas, as hot and ironic as that sounds. But uh, he, he played, I think, for the Wranglers back in the day and had a house in Vegas. And it was kind of his family that helped all the other players and their families find houses, find things for their kids to do. Because as much as Vegas is a party city, it, it also isn't. So it, I think – there was just a whole bunch of pieces of the puzzle that just fell together correctly the first season. And Vegas hasn't really looked back. Yeah, they missed the playoffs last year, but it wasn't like they played terrible. They only missed it by like a couple points. So, And, and I mean, years, and no one's going to have, you know, and not every team is the New York Yankees where every single season you're going to the fucking playoffs. Not yeah. that you're going to always have success and win everything, but the Yankees do have a success of always going to the playoffs, you know, and, and for you to be uh, for, for the Vegas Knights to be what now, I think four or five seasons in and only miss one playoff appearance. I mean, that's a great start to a franchise. Absolutely. Yeah. And I mean, they've, I think they've only been eliminated from the first round once. And I think this is year six. So they've made it five times. They've made it to the conference final twice in 2019. That that's still a very touchy subject here in Vegas. They were up three one against the Sharks in round one. I remember I was actually in the hospital waiting for Penny to be born. And kind of sitting in the, in the hospital bed, and I've got the game on the laptop because it was the night before she was born, and I was watching the game. But I will still say that's not a major penalty. Uh, we should have. We should have closed out the series before, but yeah, we blew a three-one lead, um, and uh, it was tough. So now I I will put you on the spotlight because now we are live. I know we had the discussion in the glides and in text messages and stuff, but now now this is recorded. If the Vegas Knights and the Seattle Kraken meet, who are you picking? Ah, that's tough. That. I don't know. I, I, I don't know if I can necessarily – I almost feel like I have to get one of those jerseys where I'm split down the middle. <laughs> like like a, one of those like parent jerseys? <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, it would be fun to have Vegas in the Stanley Cup Finals again, but it would also be really cool to see Seattle. Um, I will say I want the Panthers – 
on the other side to make the Stanley Cup Finals just because they've never won the Stanley Cup Final. Potentially, if Vegas and Seattle make it, you're potentially getting a team who's never won the Stanley Cup Finals to win it this year. It'd be really cool, but I don't know. We'll, we'll have to we'll, we'll have to turn back and see what, I, what how I feel game one if it is <laughs> Seattle and Vegas. No, man, you can't do that. You can't just lopside and be like, oh, I think Vegas is going to win, so I'm going to pick them. <laughs> I mean – out, out, they played four times in the regular season, and Vegas did manhandle Seattle. But postseason is a whole different breed because the Oilers manhandled Vegas during the regular season, and it's been pretty evenly matched. I think if push comes to shove, though, I, I would root for Seattle. I know I'm going to get a lot of hate from my Vegas friends, but I think push comes to shove, I'd root for Seattle. I got I have stickers on my I car. Mean- I mean, I'll, so. I'll, I'll, I will defend you. I will defend you from your Vegas fans. You were rooting Seattle everything before Vegas started getting some teams. Obviously, now you've lived in Vegas for a long time, and and obviously you're going to, you know, root. same thing for me. Like, I moved to South Carolina. I'm now going to root for the Gamecocks. I'm, I'm, I've never been a college football fan like that, but I will root for my South Carolina Gamecocks. Because now I live down here. And they're 20 minutes away. So I feel your pain when you start having some some uh, uh, decision-makings in how you feel about certain teams now. See, the only, the only, without a shadow of a doubt, the only team I would never abandon is Seattle, the Seattle Seahawks. The Seahawks, without a doubt. I've been rooting for them since my grandpa. Before I really understood football, my grandpa is an OG Seahawks fan. My grandpa's turning 96 this year. So when I say OG, oh, he's been since day one, and he uh, he told me it was right before the Super Bowl when they lost to the Steelers. He said, "In this house, we're Seahawks fans." And at the time, I'm like ten or eleven. I'm like, "Okay, Grandpa," because I looked up to my grandpa. And, I mean, I kind of have just never questioned it ever since, and been a Seahawks fan since then through the good, the bad, the ugly. So that is one team that. No matter what, no matter how good the Raiders are, I would not, not switch alliances at all. Where I'm a little bit more fair weathered with the Vegas Golden Knights and the Kraken. So, and and I feel you on that. I feel you on that. When it comes to the football teams, I think both both of our grandfathers make us a fan of our teams. My grandfather, I have a picture, and I think I posted it not too long ago. My my grandfather in a jet, he made me a Jets fan. My uncle taught me football, and he was—he's a Giants fan, and I and I and I like the Giants and everything too. But my grandfather made me a Jets fan. Yeah, now, I mean, it'll be interesting. Yeah, a hundred percent. Now we're gonna move on real quick. Well, um, hopefully the Seattle Kraken can fucking win this series. Move on, Vegas Knight. Move on. We'll move on real quick over to. Since we're we're talking about it, some some MLB real quick, where the athletic A's might move over to Vegas. Now it now I know you're not the hugest into baseball and stuff, but will you become an athletics fan if they come into Vegas and 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 no. make an impact? No, I will I will go to games, but I do like the Mariners. Uh, again, that's just a team that I kind of rooted for before. I mean, I want to get their new city jerseys. They look sick. I love that blue with the yellow and the Triton. Like, 
It's it's clean. It's very clean. But <clears throat> I actually just saw a new rendition of the stadium because originally the owners of the athletics agreed to buy like 50 acres of property close to both T-Mobile Arena and, and uh, Allegiant Stadium. But they backed out of that deal. Hold up. You froze. You froze. We're going to make you re-say that statement real quick. Give me a second real quick, too, so I can grab my charger. All right, restate that statement right there, and I'll have Doc splice it. All right, I think I think we're connected back. <laughs> All right, so what I was saying is, uh, the Tropicana is is an old hotel on this strip. It's owned by Bally's, and they just agreed to demolish it in favor of the stadium. It's going to be about a $1.6 billion stadium. I mean, the A's are going to have the same problem that the Raiders do, uh, where the Raiders are – and what I mean by that is with the Golden Knights, they packed their stadium with more Golden Knights fans. It's because they're a team that was built from scratch, where the Raiders and the Athletics, those are teams that have already – had fan bases. So the problem the Raiders have right now is they have more away fans than they do Raiders fans at games. And it kind of irritates uh, Mark Davis, but I think that's going to be the same thing with the athletics. But I mean, if you plan it right, you could potentially be going to three games. You could be going to a hockey game, baseball game, and a football game all on the same day. Same weekend. Yeah, I love the way, and, and I, and a few other cities do it too. I know, I know Philly does it where all three of their um, teams, uh, their football team, their baseball team, and their basketball team, all three of their arenas and stadiums are within, like, walking distance. Um, there's a few cities that do the same thing. But, you like 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 you said, Raider uh, – I mean, uh, Vegas, you got a lot more away fans. And I just think because Vegas is – Vegas is like um, – kind of it's a bigger Myrtle Beach you get so many other cities um uh people from different states people from all over coming to this one spot so you're just getting fans from all over absolutely I mean the other the other team that has really great support for local is the Aces and I mean granted they won the first championship for Vegas which Everyone said, oh, how come the parade didn't look like it was that packed? They still had like 60,000 people in the streets. Like, obviously, it's not the same as an NFL Super Bowl parade or an MLB parade or an NBA parade. But 60,000 people, that's pretty massive for when people say, oh, no one supports women's sports. They really haven't seen. Vegas sells out every game for the Aces. And, I mean, tickets aren't super expensive, but... It's still a lot of fun to watch them play. Well, I, I know me and you both have said it before. We're both looking forward to a New York Liberty, Las Vegas Aces uh, finals for the women's basketball WNBA. 
And at the same time, we're probably going to see when we get there an NFL, Seattle, New York uh, uh, Super Bowl. But we'll get there. Now, let's shoot over to a little bit of the NBA. We're down to the final four teams. We got okay. Denver. We got. What's up? The Celtics and Philly are going to game seven tomorrow. So they're the last one. So there's three teams. In oh, the final yeah, 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 yeah. We got almost a final four. I mean, I got I got my prediction and my theory on what it might be. But um and I'll get there. But we have uh uh Denver versus the Lakers on the Western Conference Finals. My Knicks just got pounced last night by Miami. I'm not hundred percent happy about it. Uh the refs didn't help us in game three and four while we were in Miami. Even though in game six, they were more respectable in letting us play the game. Um, but I'm not mad about my Knicks. We made, we made a good push, um, and we got a, a good nucleus, and we got a future, and we got multiple first-round – we got 11 first-round picks in the next seven years, and multiple uh, – uh, um, we got cap space and multiple players we can trade. But it's coming down to the last four. I think Boston's going to beat Philly. And, 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 and my theory, like I've told you guys before, my theory is that they're trying to recreate the bubble to say it's not a fluke and it'll eventually be Miami versus Lakers and LeBron will get his fifth ring, even though we all know what it is. It is a fluke. It is fixed. I will say from a nostalgia point, the two teams I would like to be in the finals – or the Celtics and Lakers, I think that would be fun just because the historic rivalries there. But the Heat, man, the Heat have been on a tear. It's been amazing. And Denver's been pretty good too. Jokic has been has been him. I mean, between I, I mean, I, I get why Embiid got the MVP, but Jokic definitely had a case for MVP as well. But and watching Embiid play, it's it's hard to guard that fool. He's he is something else. Yeah, Embiid, um, uh, Giannis won it two years in a row. Jokic won it the next two years in a row. Even though I feel like last year Embiid had all the right to win it, um, but they give it to Jokic. I think Embiid and I think Embiid and, uh, deserved the MVP this year. I mean, this is the second time in a row, second year in a row, he's the leading scorer in the NBA, and. and I believe he should have won it this year. He, he he held his team down. But he might not make it past Boston. Like I said, my theory is coming to fruition. It's coming together. Yeah, because it was Boston and Miami on the east side. And then was it Denver and the Lakers? Yes, it was. In the bubble, it was Denver Lakers. Lakers moved on. It was Miami, Boston. Miami moved on, and the Lakers beat Miami. And I and I think they beat them in like five or six. Yeah. That's crazy. Crazy coincidence where well, I mean, you know, everyone has their theories that the games are rigged, so. And people were like, oh, but you're just a disgruntled Knicks fan. 
you know, you're just mad. It's like uh, if the NBA really wanted to make money, they put New York there. Not necessarily. New York doesn't have the team that you want to see. Yeah, will it generate a little bit more money? Possibly. But it's not the team you want to see in the finals right now. Yeah. And because you've got the Celtics who have, like, their big three. You've got Marcus Smart, Tatum, Brown, Horford. They're a team to be reckoned with. Same with the Heat. They've got players. The Lakers are the Lakers. I mean, yeah, from – It'll be interesting to see what happens, but the Celtics got to take care of business at home tomorrow. That's 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 the next big step. I mean, I there's not a I, I guess if I had a pick, like let's I mean, regardless, Philly and Boston are two teams that I hate so much because they're so close to New York and they're so right so much of a rival that I'm okay with both of those teams. Just like. I, I wish it was kind of like football. You could tie, and that's it. Like, I'm cool with them just get, pouncing each other out. But <laughs> if I had to pick a team right now to win, I'm not picking the Lakers. I'm not picking Boston or Philly. I'm not picking Miami. I guess I'm going for Denver. See, the only reason I pick Miami is because I like, I like Jimmy Butler. I think Jimmy Butler is one of those unsung heroes. I think it'd be cool for him to get a ring. That's That's why. More for him, not necessarily for the Heat to get the ring. I I agree with that as well. I'm a huge Jimmy Butler fan. I'm just not a Heat fan. And I, I've had this. I'm not even gonna say discussion. I had this argument with a lot of people. I consider Miami, the Miami Heat, are the Dallas Cowboys of the NBA. I can see that. They are like, and, and I'm not talking about the team itself. I'm talking about the fan base. The fan base is Dallas Cowboys 2.0. They talk all the shit. When shit starts to hit the fan, they disappear like Cowboy fans. <laughs> yep. But they talk all the shit like they're supposed to be in the finals every single year. It's kind of like the 49ers, too. All I hear is, Oh, we're gonna win the Super Bowl. You guys haven't won a Super Bowl since uh, it was on a VHS. So until then, well, yeah, I go. Let's just get to it. Since we're, let's get into some NFL right now. Oh man, this season is going to be absolutely fantastic. I I, I can't wait. They released the primetime games. They released all the schedules for all the teams. I I still can't believe that the Cowboys got like six primetime games. Like, how do you keep giving this team primetime games? I don't understand. But it it generates money. Yeah, that's what it comes down to. You even gave Denver four, and I'm like, did they not learn from last year? How many primetime games did they get? And they were absolute garbage, but it is what it is. It's a new year. Now, I'm, I'm super excited about this season. We're going to start off with a little bit of the Seahawks since you're here. The Seahawks schedule's dropped. They made their acquisitions. They re-signed Geno for a three-year deal. You got a nucleus on the defense. You load it up in your wide receiver core. Absolutely. What do you think is going to happen? 
on paper, we definitely have a team that can compete with the 49ers because that I, I don't have a ton of faith in the Rams and I don't have a ton of faith in the Cardinals. I think it's a two horse race between Seattle and the Niners um, where all the Niners like to chirp and say, well, we swept you three times. I will say during the playoff game, had that phantom holding call or whatever. It was like, a no, it was an ineligible man downfield. It was a phantom ineligible man downfield. That killed our momentum because we were in prime position to score, and then that's just kind of where we fell off, fell apart. Like, it took the refs bailing you out there. But neither here nor there. I'm not sold on the Niners very much either because they can't keep a healthy quarterback. They've got three quarterbacks that are all injury-prone. So uh, I, I think Seattle could definitely win the West after a rebuilding I'm, year I'm last year. I'm actually not – I'm not upset about that. And I and honestly, I got Seattle winning the West. I do have Seattle winning the West. I do think they have a small drop-off compared to last year because they're trying to get these rookies accumulated. And and I do feel like Geno, even though he had like a great year last year, have a small a – not major, but like a small drop-off from last year. But I still see them winning the West. I don't believe in any of the QBs that the 49ers have. I believe in Kyle Shanahan, and he somehow, some way, continues to make it work and get them in the playoffs and somewhat close to a Super Bowl. But yeah, I see. I don't see them winning the division this year. I see. I see the Seahawks winning that division. Like I said, you guys have a great defense, um, and. and if everything can fall into place and Gino can just give even 80 or 80% of, of what he's shown last year, you guys will be fine. Yeah. This Seahawks team last year to this year is kind of giving me 2011, 2012 vibes where they were good enough to get to the playoffs, but they were just missing a couple pieces because obviously in 2013 and 2014, they went to the Super Bowl back-back years. I'm I, I, getting that five that they're close to. I don't know if they're Super Bowl bound just yet, but they're not far off. They're like a piece or two away, but they definitely bolstered their defense. I'm thinking Legion of Doom, or Legion of Doom, Legion of Boom point two or 2.0, whatever the saying is, because you've got Tyreek Woodland, you got Kobe Bryant. You got uh, Devin Witherspoon, our rookie that we drafted. Michael Jackson played really good. And people forget that Trey Brown was coming off of a torn Achilles tenant. But before he got hurt, he was really good too. You have five corners that are all either a year or two into their NFL careers that played well. And then obviously we're, we've got the safeties. We've got Diggs, who's been consistently one of the best free safeties in the league. Um, I'm excited about to see how Jordan Love plays, or Julian Love plays. We got him from the Giants. I know that's kind of uh, one of our big acquisitions. And then if Jamal Adams can kind of be like he was his first year with Seattle, our defense can potentially be scary. We'll see. Now, I will say, the Julian Love acquisition, I liked it. I did not like that the Giants let him go. Julian Love is going to be a force for you guys. He is an amazing player. The biggest name you didn't mention, though, 
was the return of Bobby Wagner. Yeah. And although, in my opinion, he should have given them the biggest shit on their forehead and ate them for everything they got to bring him back, I understand the way he thinks as a player and where his heart lies because he never wanted to leave there and he knows where this team can potentially go. That you got your captain of your defense back. The anchor, absolutely. And like you said, he could have taken Seattle for the Kings ransom because other teams offered him more money. But my insider source in Seattle told me it wasn't about the money. He wanted to come home. So he took that pay cut because he wanted to come home. He wanted to play in Seattle. And I mean... Lofa and all these other Seahawks fans that I've talked to and Seahawks player, obviously with Lofa, they say his stats count, but they almost don't count him as a Ram. At that year, doesn't really count. Just his stats for his Hall of Fame career. So, I mean, I'm just excited to have him back. It, it was something we missed last year, and it'll be fun to have him back. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm excited to see how the Seahawks play um, now. They do have a tough schedule. Absolutely. They do. They do. And, and they did the same thing to both of our squads. They knew that we had a young, talented, ferocious teams, both of our teams, and they hit us with some of the hardest scheduling possible. Where do you see the Seahawks in their schedule? Ceiling, the max amount of wins, I see 11. I, I see around 10 or 11 around that range because there's one point in our schedule where, yeah, the Rams aren't as good, but we always struggle against Rams. We play the Rams. Then that on that Sunday, that following Thursday of Thanksgiving, we play San Francisco in Seattle. The next Thursday, we play Dallas in Dallas. The very next Sunday, we play the Niners. And then we top that five-game stretch with the Eagles. So – You've got three, three teams that played in the playoffs and one that was in the Super Bowl and that five-game stretch. And I know the Jets, it's kind of the same thing that happened with you guys. We have stretches where there's winnable games and then there's stretches where it's like, holy Toledo, this is kind of, I don't know. Yeah. But I think 11 yeah. is... But the only difference, and like you said, the Jets, the Jets have the same kind of stretch for the Jets part, and we'll get to the Jets... After for the Jets, it's earlier on in the season, but I feel like it's a little bit harder for you guys because it's later on in the season that you hit this stretch, and this is the time of the year where teams are hitting their stride. But historically speaking, Seattle has always been better in November and December. That's just been the months where they play better. As a as a fan, I've always hated it. They always struggle to begin the start of the year. They always play slow. I mean, that was the Russ era, and with Gino, it was kind of flipped where we started out really hot and then kind of cooled off towards the end. But I don't know. It, it'll be interesting. I I definitely think we can compete with um, the Niners. I don't know about the Cowboys or the Eagles, but I think I think we have potential of winning 11 games, but that, that that's like my absolute max. I don't think we'll win more than that. 
See, my ceiling was kind of the same, but I had you guys at a ceiling of 12, honestly. I had you guys at a ceiling of 12, but also a minimum of going like eight and nine, possibly eight, eight and one, depending on like how games kind of turn out and stuff. Um, but where I'll differentiate from you is that cowboy statement. I, I see the Cowboys, people give them so much more credit than they deserve. I think you guys are at the same level at the cow. Like you guys have all the possibility of mopping the floor with the Cowboys. Uh, I, and I mean, the one thing that I will say about the Eagles is, yeah, they have all their offensive weapons, but their defense is a little depleted. A lot of their defense from their Super Bowl run is on other teams. And I mean, yes, they had that amazing draft. I'm not trying to take away from that, but I, I think their defense isn't as good as it was last year. So I give a little bit more respect to the Eagles because like you said, they depleted on some of their defense from last year. But when you look at their defense now, they're all the national championship Georgia Bulldogs. So they know how to play together. Yeah. And then they added Swift uh, as a running back, which is big. I mean, it'll be interesting. And I love that Jalen Hurts is finally getting some love. I definitely, a lot of people slept on him, but I've liked Jalen Hurts since he was at Alabama. So, It'll it'll be interesting to see. It's night and I don't think the Jets play the Seahawks this year. No, they don't. I don't think they. Yeah, they don't play this year. But we will see you possibly in the Super Bowl. Oh, we've already we've already said if that happens, we're going to the Super Bowl. Because <laughs> it's oh yeah, I already, I already forewarned Chrissy. I said I'm putting the house up for sale so I can buy tickets. Uh, and I've already applied to work for the Super Bowl regardless, so hopefully I'll be there one way or another. Now let's shoot over to the Jets before we end this episode. We got the Jets, the same thing, like the Seahawks, a young squad that the NFL wants to somehow just constantly fucking the asshole. Uh, the Jets come out, get Aaron Rodgers finally. Uh, uh, the defense remained the same. We added a couple extra offensive linemen. We added some buddies for Aaron Rodgers to feel comfortable. But then they slap us with one of the hardest schedules possible. Yeah. But, I mean, your defense is deep. That's the one thing. That's the one nice thing that you guys have going for you is you've added a lot of talent. I mean, Al Woods isn't going to be a defensive tackle that gets a whole bunch of tackles. But dude is a tank. I mean, that's I, another I ri- thing. I we stole a lot of your defensive players too. Yeah, I mean, I love that DJ Reed is getting all the love. He just definitely deserves it. They find they released the final top ten corners, and he was number eight. And absolutely, he's worth it. Everyone, everyone talks about how great Sauce Gardner was, but they forget how equally good and great. DJ Reed's is. But he's just after the way DJ Reed played last year, he was like halfway through the season, he was arguably like you take Sauce Gardner off of the lineup, he's easily a number one corner. Oh yeah. And Seattle disrespected him with the number that they wanted to give him. And I have as much as I would have loved him in Seattle, because he was amazing with us too. I get it. I get why 
the Jets saw his worth, and it's obviously playing out for you guys. Now we get Aaron Rodgers, and then, like we said with the Seahawks, they hit you guys in the middle of the lineup with the with one of the hardest five, six-game stretches. Well, they smacked the Jets with the worst six ga- first six-game stretch possible. We got the Bills week one. We got the Cowboys week two. We got um, – we got a uh, uh, who was week three? Week three, I think was. I know week four was the Chiefs. Week five was Broncos. Week six was the Eagles. Whoa, Patriots week three. So we got the we got we got the Bills, the Cowboys, the Patriots. We got the Broncos, uh, uh, the Chiefs, the Broncos, and the Eagles before our bye. Jeez, we could be Larry. four and two. We could be two and four. Yeah. I I I mean, they gave us a ton of primetime games, but like the minute Aaron Rodgers got there, they slapped us in the fucking face. Well, and Aaron Rodgers, yeah, he's older, but he makes you guys that much better. And as much as I'm not a huge Zach Wilson fan, I do hope he is successful. I think this is beneficial for Zach Wilson. Let him sit for another year or two. Let Aaron Rodgers teach him because that's his problem. He got thrusted into action. A lot of these rookie quarterbacks, sometimes throwing them into game action right away is not the solution. And unfortunately with the New York market, that's just how New York is. If you're not great automatically, they kind of throw the book at you with Sam Darnold, that happened with Geno Smith, that happened with Zach Wilson. There's a long list of quarterbacks. And that's not necessarily a bad thing with New York and with the money that it brings. It makes sense that you're you're expected to be great to start. So I think Aaron Rodgers absolutely makes you guys better. And like I said, I think you guys are in that 12-13 game winning like bracket. I think and I think you guys have a real chance at winning the division uh, without a shadow of a doubt. No, you said you said it right. Like with the New York market, it's win now or or they're going to bash the hell out of you. And and Zach Wilson coming out of BYU, you know Zach Wilson better than than I would say probably 95% of most NFL uh um experts that they want to call themselves and stuff like that. You followed this guy his entire career in BYU. You probably followed him as a, at the same time when he was coming out of high school when he was getting recruited to BYU. So you know where Zach Wilson came from. You know how he plays. But the dude is still only 23 years old. He's got a lot of juice left in the tank. As much as I hate this comparison, I think it best fits. He reminds me of a Steve, a Steve Young where Steve Young was horrible his first couple years. Then he went to the 49ers, sat behind arguably one of the best quarterbacks of all time, Joe Montana, and then shined and is now a Hall of Famer. I think that that potentially could happen to Zach Wilson. He has the potential to be great. I'm not saying he isn't. My issues with Zach was he was very arrogant at BYU. He was me, 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 me. Where And that's why I will say it. I think Jaron Hall was the better quarterback. He just got hurt. So, and watch. I guarantee if Jaron Hall is given a chance, he can take Kirk Cousins' Cousins job in uh, Minnesota. 
anyone could take Kirk. I could, me and you could take Kirk Cousins jobs in Minnesota. Yeah, so. I, I'm, I've never been a fan of Kirk Cousins. He, he, he. I get it. He, he's a great. You know, he plays great. And he, he throws for a lot of yards, but when it matters, prime time games, playoff games, that man never shows up. When it yeah. comes to Zach Wilson, like I said, he's 23 years old. Josh Allen was a 24-year-old starter. You know, he, he you don't think that Zach Wilson at 25, you know, in a year or two when he is 25 and Aaron Rodgers retire, retires, he doesn't come out at 25 years old and able to, to rejuvenate his career? I think so. Absolutely. I think the, I think Aaron Rodgers is gonna last with us for at least two or three seasons, more in the two-year range. Um but within this two years, we have the potential of winning one or two Super Bowls, possibly, and, and having build off of what we got. We got our, we have one of the youngest teams in football. Oh, yeah. And, I mean, let's look at other quarterbacks that sat the first couple of years and now are amazing. Patrick Mahomes. People forget that Patrick Mahomes didn't start until, what, year three? Or was it year two? I think that... it was year two. I think he sat a year and then and then and then he started sporadically in year two, and then I think year three he was a full time starter. I think, honestly, I think the sky's the limit for Zach if he humbles himself. That's his issue right now. Is dude is still a little bit prideful, still arrogant. I mean, you saw that in last year's press conferences. And Aaron Rodgers is going to put him in his place. But, yeah, I potentially could see you guys in the Super Bowl. I mean, even if the Seahawks don't make it to the Super Bowl with the Jets do, please come out. We will host you here in Vegas. Now, what is your projection for the Jets? I think the 13 is, like, the the sky for you guys. I think that's the absolute high. I think the minimum is 12. I don't expect any less than 12. I honestly... Yeah, you have a hard schedule, but you guys were great last year. You just struggled with quarterback position. You fixed your struggling point. I think you're going to be fine. You got a little bit more optimism than me because I'm a Jets fan, obviously, and I've seen the misery that we've lived through. But I will say my high point was 13 to 14 wins, and my low point – I think we're sitting right around 11 and six. I think we're sitting around 11 and six because of the strength of the schedule, but you're right. You know, and, and and I've said this multiple times, you know, discussion with you guys and saying it all, all the time when, when we jump on, all we needed and all we need is a guy that can complete a pass. Yeah, And we got the guy that can complete a pass. And not only can he complete a pass, he's famous for not turning the ball over. Oh, yeah. It, it, and you guys, seriously, you got that much better. You've got such a young wide receiver core. Brees Hall is going to come back. Brees Hall is going to tear it up. Your defense is scary. On all aspects of the ball, you guys have some of the best players. Sauce has been a lockdown corner, and I'm excited to see what you guys – and I jumped the hype train last year too for the Jets. I, I was riding that hype train because I thought the Jets were 
going to be better than they actually were. But again, it was because of your quarterback struggles. If you guys didn't have quarterback struggles, you would have easily been in the playoffs. Yeah. And I, I mean, I, I can't even, I can't, even, I, I don't want to get too excited. I don't. Because <laughs> I know how this goes. Me and Zach gets excited. We talk all the shit. And then by week nine, we're eating our shit. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. But I, I think the sky's the limit for you guys. If you guys don't make the playoffs, I think it'll be disappointing. Yes. If we, if first of all, for either one of our teams, if we don't make the playoffs, it's the huge disappointment. And we need to start, re- especially reconsider Pete Carroll, knocking him out. Robert Salah, a little bit younger. He's only been with us for two years. Give him a little bit more of a break. If, if both of our teams don't make the playoffs, things need to change. Yeah. Well, and I think the Seahawks here pretty soon are going to be up on the market, too, for being having a new owner because we currently don't have an owner. So we'll see. We'll see how that goes. I've heard uh, Jeff Bezos is waiting for that time because he wants to own an NFL team. He's from Washington, so maybe it'll be beneficial. Let's outbid him. Let's be. Let's you know. Let fuck it. Me, you, Zach. Let let you know. Let's get the <laughs> let's get the gang together. Let's buy the Seahawks. Man, I got be, at least. I got at least fifteen hundred dollars I could put down. <laughs> Be, we could be minor minor owners or minority owners, whatever it is. <laughs> I could at least own the concession stand. Yeah. I can own I can own one of the cups that they sell. <laughs> yeah, I might I might be able to have my own parking spot. That's about it. <laughs> yep. <laughs> but Braden, it has been great. It has been a fantastic time to talk some Jets and, and Seahawks and, and hype ourselves up before the the failure that we kind of know that's going to happen regardless. But we will see each other in Vegas. Oh, yeah. One way or another, you guys are coming to Vegas. You guys all are going to come to Vegas. We're all going to have a party. It's going to be it's going to be awesome. Penny's going to flip all of you off because why not? <laughs> I'm going to teach Penny a lesson. We're going to Vegas to beat up a child. Well, well, well can I say that? <laughs> Not Penny specifically, but Penny got a bully, and we're going to go handle that bully. Yeah, or teach Penny how to handle the bully so she can better defend herself next time. <laughs> but, Braden, it's been great. Happy Mother's Day to your wife, McKenna, and, and your family. And, and enjoy the day. Enjoy the weekend. It's been great talking some Seahawks, some Jets. This is breaking down the tape. This is Braden from Noble Sports. Plug yourself in, Braden, and let's get this rolling. All right, yeah. Follow me at Noble Sports. I, I, I am a part of breaking down the tape. I handle more predominantly the women's aspect, the women's side of sports. So if you bash on women's sports, I will come after you, and I will hunt you down and catch you like a fish. If you can name that movie reference, I will be impressed. Can you name that movie I, reference? I don't. The Grinch. Oh, it's been a while since I've seen The Grinch. Yeah, <laughs> yeah but you got so a no, child, you so that doesn't like help. <laughs> yeah, so if, if you if you bash on women's sports, I will come after you and hunt you down and get you like a fish. But, yeah, seriously, give it a listen. Um, 
I'm in the woodworks of getting some awesome players that play in the WNFC and the WFA for interviews. Those are both women's football leagues, but seriously, and also continue to give the love and support to Hector and Zach. They are awesome. Appreciate you guys having me on. Happy Mother's Day, guys. This is breaking out of tape, and uh, we said what we said. Yep.